morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to worship today. Special welcome to friends, guests, and visitors we have with us. Uh, we're, we're very glad that you are here, and, and as well to those who are joining us online or by phone, and I'll just wave at my two-year-old a little bit. Hi, Miriam. So. <laughs> uh, a few announcements before we begin. Um, first of all, uh, during worship today, we're going to be installing our council. Some were able to be here, some weren't, but we'll install them all. Uh, and hope it takes hold. Um, and so uh, we're, we're very grateful for those leaders in our church, and so we'll take a moment to honor them and their service. After church today, we've got uh, a couple of things um, going on. Uh, first of all, we're, we're remembering with the family of Darlene Riddell, Darlene, and, and uh, uh, celebrating her, her life and, and uh, presence here at Trinity all, all those years. Uh, we, we, we miss her. And so uh, the Darlene Riddell family brought flowers today in her memory and will also have cake in her memory. So thank you very much for, for doing that and we're, we're remembering alongside you today, Darlene. Uh, also after church today, we're just gonna have a very brief um, listening session about a couple of pieces of business for our annual meeting, which is next Sunday. These aren't uh, huge things, but I just thought I'd give a chance for people to kind of get some background and ask some questions about um, a potential purchase of the solar panels, which are on our roof up above our heads here. And then there's also a, a, a proposal from MG&E about an easement um, on part of our property. Uh, so just want to give you some background information so you can consider that in preparation for the meeting. So if you would like to stick around and hear a little about that, please uh, grab some cake and uh, find me downstairs too. Uh, Next week is our congregational meeting. Uh, we hope you're able to join us uh, next week. And after we conduct our business, we'll be having a chili luncheon. Um, so if you are interested in eating chili, we hope you will be there. And if you are interested in providing chili or a side, there is a sign up in the back. So please see that. Um, we have uh, giving statements for the past year. Uh, that are available that will be mailed out, but it saves us on postage if you pick them up today. And so Don Hughesby has been passing them out, but I think he also has the box in the back. So if you are expecting a giving statement from us, uh, please uh, see, see Don in the back and, and save us a, a few cents on postage. On a Saturday of this coming week, uh, we have, uh, there's a celebration of life for Jackie Boney at the VFW here on the east side. Jackie, a longtime member uh, here, and so please keep her family in your prayers. And if you are available on Saturday, you can stop by the VFW for Jackie's celebration of life. I think I got everything I meant to say. Is there anything else we should say verbally today? Yeah, Patrick. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, I'll, yeah, Andy. VFW on Cottage Grove Road. Yep, VFW on Cottage Grove Road for, for Jackie Boney, thank you. Um, and just to say into the microphone what Patrick said, after the congregational meeting, we have our foundation meeting, uh, which is another port, important part of our business. And uh, 
Patrick recently took over as the, the new president of our foundation, which we're, we're very grateful for. So, uh, uh, <laughs> and, and Eric is especially happy about uh, as the previous president. So, <laughs> so please, uh, please join us for that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, if there are no other announcements, we'll begin our service with our prelude music. Please stand as you are able and face the baptismal font. <clears throat> Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who makes all things new, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. Trusting in God's mercy, let us confess our sin. Holy One, source of our renewal, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We have not practiced your righteousness. Our hearts have turned away from you. For the sake of the world you so love, forgive us that, that we may be reconciled to one another for the glory of your holy name. Amen. Thus says our God, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. God's mercy makes us new. We are forgiven in the name of Christ, our Savior. 
Amen. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. God revealed in sacred darkness and holy light, we gather in your presence without fear because you are our stronghold. Our joy is increased when we encounter you in the shadows as well as in the light of dawn. For the kingdom of heaven is always near, and there is no place where you cannot be found. This is good news as we leave behind that which hinders us in order to follow Christ into new nights and days. The same who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated, and I will invite members of our uh, planning council to come forward at this time.
We can just form a line here. <laughs> oh, yeah, front and center, Jeff. That's right. <laughs> yeah, why don't you face outwards? So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Thank you all. Yeah, oh, there we go. <laughs> So the following people have been elected by Trinity Lutheran Church to positions of leadership, and we give thanks for your willingness to serve. In baptism, we are welcomed into the body of Christ and sent to share in the mission of God. We rejoice now that these siblings will lead us in our common life and our mutual mission as a congregation. I'll, I'll name the members of our planning council. Not all are able to be with us, but uh, you all remember them uh, as well. So we have uh, Shirley Olson, our president. We have Kathleen Dornan, our vice president, Alpha. Tom Conrad, our vice president, Omega. Mark Schwartz, who is our treasurer. Vicki Olson, who is our stewardship commission chair. Uh, Catherine Curtis, uh, who is our worship chair. Don Hughesby for property. Kaya Conrad for lay ministry. Jen Dyer for congregational life and Paul Erickson for parish education. As Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. You have been called and empowered to use your gifts for the common good as leaders of this congregation. Now, according to our congregation's constitution, you are entrusted with certain responsibilities, including to lead this congregation in stating its mission, to set goals and priorities, to evaluate its activities, to seek to involve all members of this congregation in worship, learning, witness, service, and support, to oversee and provide for the administration of this congregation, to enable its functions, perform its missions, to maintain supportive relationships with the pastor and staff, to be examples individually and corporately of the style of life and ministry, <coughs> There's more. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're just getting started. That's it. <laughs> to promote a congregational climate of peace and goodwill, and as differences and conflicts arise, to endeavor to foster mutual understanding, and finally, to emphasize partnership with the Synod and Churchwide Organization of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, as well as cooperation with other congregations. So on behalf of all your siblings here, I ask you, Will you accept and faithfully carry out the duties of the offices to which you have been elected? And if so, respond with, I will and I ask God to help me. I will and I ask God to help me. People of God, I ask you in response, will you support these, your elected leaders, and will you share in the mutual ministry that Christ has given to all who are baptized? If so, respond with, we will and we ask God to help us. We, we will, and we, we ask, ask God, God to, help. to help us. I now declare you installed as planning council members of this congregation. <laughs> Almighty God bless you and direct your days and your deeds in peace that you may be faithful servants of Christ. Let's thank them with a round of applause. <laughs> thank you very much. You, can, you may return to your seats.
The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 9. There will be no gloom for those who were in anguish. In the former time, the Lord brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken, as on the day of Midian. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> salvation whom then shall I fear the Lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall I be afraid of the sanctuary and raise me high upon a your face from me. Turn not away from your servant in anger. 
Cast me not away, you have been my helper. Forsake me not, O God of my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. What I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one can say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the house of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its power. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Word of God, word of life. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali. So that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. 
As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. And may grace and peace be with you, friends, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I have uh, two insights on the life of discipleship that I uh, have risen to the surface for me as I listened for the word of, of the Lord in our text this week. Uh, first of all, that the call to discipleship from Jesus often comes to us in the midst of the everyday. And second of all, that God often chooses to work not through human strength, but through human weakness. I state that up front because I think I, as I thought about it, I got to it in such a roundabout way uh, that I hope that's not so roundabout that I don't lose you. But this, this is where I'm going, that Jesus calls us along the path of discipleship in the everyday, and that God often chooses to work through our weakness rather than through our strength. So a small group of us from Trinity are taking part in a program called Awaken Dane with several other congregations in Dane County. Awaken Dane is a nine-month cohort experience meant to bring congregations together to awaken us to God's calling, to form life-giving friendships and partnerships, and to fuel our love and understand, understanding of the place where we live in Dane County. If you're curious about this experience or this program, uh, you can talk to me or to Kathy Doranen, Diane Turner, Annie Dean, Paul Erickson, as we've all taken part in portions of this so far. And one of the practices of Awaken Dane is a series of experiments and then story sharing after those experiments. The experiments are, are rather simple, at least to begin with. At our first gathering, and you can think about this for yourself too, how you might do this, we were invited to draw a picture of our neighborhood where we live and to think about where in our neighborhood people tend to gather. For some places, that might be a coffee shop or a public park, might be a library, places like that. And then our assignment for that first experiment was to go to one of those gathering places and just be. Be and observe what's going on, what people are doing. So to use myself as an example, my two-year-old two daughter and myself went to uh, Penny Library to go play for an hour. It's got a great kids space and it's near to our home and if you're lucky enough you might run into Jen Dyer. The next experiment was to go back to that same place but to participate somehow, not just observe but to participate. And so the next time we went back we went for this uh, parent and taught dance and reading class which was kind of fun. And then the third experiment was to go back to that place again and try to strike up a conversation with someone. Uh, and I was lucky enough that when we got there, Miriam recognized someone from her daycare and said hi to them, and I got to meet a parent of, uh, of a kid who also is in her daycare. 
So you get the idea, right? We're, being, we're practicing being in community, practicing being good neighbors. And they might seem like kind of odd experiments. I mean, any of us can do this at any time, right? But there is a purpose behind them. Uh, the first purpose behind it is that we're practicing being with. Uh, often in the church, we're, we're focused on doing for. We're good at serving people. We want to show up and serve others, which is good. But sometimes that gets in the way of just being with people. Or, or sometimes we're so focused on evangelism or inviting people to church that we don't actually take the time to be with people uh, as well. And so we have a coach for this program named Pastor Lisa Nelson, and she says, you're just practicing being humans among other humans. The other purpose of these experiments is to reflect on them and to be attentive to the presence of God in them that God often meets us along the way in encounters with other people. It comes from the theme verse for Awakened Dane, which is based on the story of Jacob in Genesis. Maybe you remember that story where Jacob falls asleep and he sees angels ascending and descending on a ladder. And then he wakes up in the morning and he says, surely the Lord was in this place and I was not aware of it. The point being that here we are in Dane County, which is the 11th most post-Christian uh, place in America, according to Barna Research, and sometimes we're like Jacob. The Lord is in this place, and we weren't aware of it. So we're trying to awaken Dane, awaken ourselves to the presence of God, because God is surely in this place. I share all this because it reminds me that the call to discipleship often comes to us in these most ordinary of encounters. Jesus, in this story, says, follow me, not as some booming voice from the sky, but as the voice of another person on an ordinary day. I would invite you to practice something like these experiments in the next week. Where can you go and spend some time and be attentive both to your neighbors and to the mysterious presence of God in the midst of it? Who knows, maybe you'll encounter the divine and maybe you too will hear the voice of Jesus calling you down a path. Because surely the Lord is in your places too, and you may not be aware of it. These early weeks of the season after Epiphany focus on the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. And now for two weeks we've heard two different versions of the calling of the first disciples. Last week we heard John's version, and this week we hear Matthew's. In John's version, we heard Christ's invitation to come and see extended to Andrew and another disciple. And then we saw Andrew go to his brother Peter and invite him to come and see the Messiah. Matthew's version, our gospel text for today, takes place on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. Jesus sees Simon Peter and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea, and he says, follow me and I will make you fish for people. Likewise, Jesus calls James and John, and remarkably, they drop their nets as well and leave their father to follow him. Another thing that has stuck out to me in this story sharing at Awakened Dane is how frequently the stories we share begin not when we are necessarily at our best or shiniest, but often when we are at our weakest point, or, or a weak point at least. We talk about all these stories of encountering our neighbors, and I, I think many of us, when we imagine meeting our neighbors, we want to put on our best face, we want to make a good first impression, we want to be the one who's in control of the situation, shining a light for all to see. 
But as you listen to people's stories, it's always striking to me how we're often drawn into human community, how we're often drawn into neighborly and godly encounters, not through our strengths, but through our weakness. And we perhaps should not be surprised by this because that is how God often chooses to work in the world. Think of our second reading from 1 Corinthians that says the message of the cross is foolishness to most people, but that's how God chooses to work in the world. So for example, uh, we were sharing some stories at one of these story sharing events, and uh, one person talked about how they really were drawn into relationship with their neighbors when they lost their keys. They lost their keys one day and they had to go to their neighbor and say, I'm locked out, I don't have my phone, I don't have my keys, can I use your phone to call someone? And that was how she got to know her neighbor. Another person shared that she was taking care of a dying parent, and it was the person across the street who came over and reached out to her to offer, offer her food and comfort. I was thinking about how I got to know my neighbors, not when I was uh, at my shiny best, but when my wife was in the hospital. People knew that we were in need and they came over and helped in so many ways. That God often chooses to work through our weaknesses to draw us into human community and into the life of discipleship. I, I don't think I'll, I'll ever forget the day uh, where, you know, I was spending long days at the hospital. I was also dealing with childcare for our uh, young child at that moment. And so I was having trouble keeping up with some of the regular things. And one of them was uh, mowing our lawn. And so uh, Steve Dyer and a couple other people had offered to help in that way. Uh, and so I was coming home from the hospital one day and I see Steve pulling up because he was gonna help that day with our lawn. But in the meanwhile, uh, neighbors on either side were racing on their own lawn to see who could get to our lawn first. And so we had three people uh, competing to mow our lawn. And, you know, I would like to say that I got to know my neighbors uh, uh, in, a, in a way that, you know, I impressed them or something like that, but it was in a, a moment of weakness that God drew me into that community, into that neighborhood. And so when you look at the story of the call of the first disciples, it strikes me that Jesus uh, begins calling disciples when John is arrested. John has been on this collision course as well with the powerful people, the authorities of the time, the empire. And it's a bit of foreshadowing for Jesus because just like John, Jesus is going to be arrested and eventually executed for his movement. And so this calling of disciples is really the beginning of this political movement to take on the empire, but it's almost comical, right? On the one hand, you have the Roman Empire with all their, all their uh, armies, and then you've got Jesus going around in Galilee, one of the poorest parts of the countryside, calling fishermen and saying, this is the, the movement that's going to take on this empire. The kingdom movement is going to take on all these earthly empires. And Jesus starts with four fishermen. You know, you can imagine yourself uh, talking to God and saying, uh, God, we, we really hope you're going to send this movement to change the world and save humanity. How are you going to start? Are you going to go and find the best and the brightest, the people who are most connected, the richest, the most powerful. And God says, I'm going to start with, with four, four fishermen, and we'll see how it goes after that. So. <laughs> but God often chooses to bring transformation, not in our strength, but in our weakness. The message of the cross, the message of the kingdom, in many ways is foolishness to those who are perishing but to those of us who have been claimed by God, who have been drawn into this kingdom movement, we know that it is the power to save, the power to change the world. 
And so, uh, on this whirly-twirly path of discipleship, I hope you feel yourself being drawn along the path with Jesus, not in some far-off place, but here and now in your neighborhoods, in your homes, in your church. And to pay attention to the ways that God uses your vulnerabilities and your weaknesses to open you up to others. That sometimes we don't need to put on the best face before we go out and meet our neighbors. We just have to put on our human face to practice being humans among other humans. And isn't that what Jesus is doing among us? Coming to us as the word made flesh, coming to us as a human among other humans to bring about the salvation of the world. Jesus is calling you today. Listen for his voice. Amen.
including the World Council of Churches and Lutheran World Federation. Merciful God, receive our, our prayer. We rejoice at the bounty of your creation. Fill the land and sea with your abundance. Bless harvests in the southern hemisphere and fallow fields in the northern hemisphere. Equip farmers to fill and keep the earth sustainably. Merciful God, receive our prayer. In Christ, your reign comes near and calls us to repentance. Break the rod of the oppressor in every nation. Dispel the shadows of death in places of war and persecution. Grant us leaders who lift the yokes that burden those in need. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Be a stronghold for those in trouble and a rock for all who are afraid. Rouse communities to care for neighbors who need shelter, are facing maltreatment, or are isolated and lonely. We lift up special prayers for our community for Chuck, Catherine, Joanne, Sharon, Jim, and those we name now, aloud or in our hearts. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Our prayer. Sustain the ministries of this congregation and all churches in this community. We pray especially for Madison Church, Common Grace, St. John's, and Bethany. Nurture each congregation's unique witness to your presence, foster mutual respect, inspire our cooperation in loving our neighbors. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We praise you for the faithful who have gone ahead of us, both famous and unknown. Help us to leave our nets and follow, and bring us with them to the fullness of your promise of eternal life. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Loving God, we uh, give you thanks for the great cloud of witnesses, the communion of saints who still are present with us in, in your resurrection. Uh, we give you thanks especially for Darlene Riddell and for Jackie Boney. We ask that you would be with Jackie's family this week as they prepare to celebrate his, her life. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We bring to you our needs and hopes, O oh God, trusting your wisdom and power revealed in Christ crucified. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please take a moment to share a sign of peace with those around you.
Please stand. Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and merciful God through our Savior, Jesus Christ. By the leading of a star, he was shown forth to all nations. In the waters of the Jordan, you proclaimed him your beloved son. In the miracle of water turned to wine, he revealed your glory. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Blessed are you, O holy God, you are the life and light of all. By your powerful word, you created all things. Through the prophets, you called your people to be a light to the nations. Blessed are you for Jesus, your son. He is your light shining in our darkness and revealing to us your mercy and might. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, it's my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his preaching and healing, his dying and rising, and his promise to come again. We await that day when all the universe will rejoice in your holy and life-giving light. By your spirit, bless us in this meal, that refreshed with this heavenly food, we may be light for the world, revealing the brilliance of your Son. Through him, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, both now and forever. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught his friends to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. 
Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Please be seated while we share some instructions for communion. To communion today, you'll come up the side aisles, and at the front of the side aisles will be two tables with trays on them full of empty cups. Grab an empty cup and bring it with you to the railing where it will be filled with wine. If you need or desire grape juice or gluten-free, those are also at these two side tables. Just grab those elements on your way up and bring them to the railing. After you've communed at the railing, you'll return down the center aisle and place your empty cup in the bowl here by the center aisle. We want all friends, guests, and visitors to know that you are, are all very welcome to commune with us today because this is the Lord's table and not Trinity Lutheran's table, and it is Christ who invites you. We extend our communion and our fellowship to those who are joining us online and by phone. We're very glad that you are here united around the presence of Christ in word and sacrament. Receive this invitation to communion. Come and taste the joy of God.
stand as you are able. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen, keep, and unite us now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Holy One, we thank you for the healing that springs forth abundantly from this table. Renew our strength to do justice, love kindness, and journey humbly with you. Amen.
One more reminder that there is uh, cake afterwards in honor of our dear friend Darlene. Uh, so invite you to stay for that. And if you are curious about two kind of nitty gritty topics coming up for our annual meeting, we'll also have a listening session about that. And with that, receive this final blessing. The God who faithfully brings forth justice and breaks the oppressor's rod, bless, strengthen, and uphold you, today and always. Amen. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is to proclaim and celebrate the love of Jesus Christ, to live as God's servants in the world, and to be a caring and healing community. Go in peace. Follow the way of Jesus. Thanks be to God.
three right there. 